Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 273 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Cole Andromalos. Thank you, Cole. Thanks, Cole. Thanks, Cole. You have a really cool last name. You really do. So we have some very special guests with us today. The stars of this episode. Please welcome (laughs) Charlie and Hannah from Goblet of Wine Podcast. Hello. Hi. What's up, friends? <laughs> Can I just so excited about doing this? How long we've been trying to do this? <laughs> so excited! And yes. in true American, typical stereotypical fashion, I love listening to you talk. <laughs> Everything you Thank say you. is adorable. <laughs> Even when we're talking horrible things. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's just... Okay. I'm now going to feel the pressure to do what every Brit does when talking to an American, where and you just become 10 times more British. Lay it on yeah. thick. I'm going to lay on the accent really Yeah, thick. we're going to actually yeah. become the queen yeah. and just... Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind. Tally, ah! It's a thing to be here. We did eat scones earlier. We did have scones earlier. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I love scones. Such a good time. Clotted cream. Just mm, butter. We, we like, were being boring. Really get here. <laughs> I really. And butter's delicious too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. today we are discussing part one of chapter twenty-five of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, the Seer Overheard. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to sip your way through the details. And before we begin, let's go to Mickey Mouse Tales for weekly profit news. Thank uh, you. This looks really back. fun. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So a while back, I mentioned something about this like magic at play um, coming to Chicago, and it was something with the Wizarding World. They literally gave absolutely no details about what this was though. All they said was magic at play, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? Like, is no this permanent? Knows. Is this traveling? Like, what is going on? So, but then we went to Harry Potter the exhibition. Um, And they had a lot of like interactive things there that you did, like while also seeing props and costumes and stuff from the film. And I wondered if this was going to just be like a lot of those. Yes. I want to tell all of our listeners that Megan stood in the Gryffindor doorway with her (laughs) thumb down and then had the audacity to send me the picture. So (laughs) it was a video. That's the kind of friendship. Well, whatever. It was all the same. (laughs) It was so funny. Meg was like, Kate, 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 look. (laughs) As a Gryffindor, I'm offended. I'm offended too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the side. I'm on side. So I wanted to know what this was. And now that it's open, we finally like have some more details about what exactly this means. And it is kind of. Are we going to Chicago? What I thought. 
I mean, we are going to Chicago. We are. But <laughs> I don't, are we going for the? But How I don't know if it's still there. Gonna, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They haven't really said if it's permanent or not. So it says, send the Brookhart project the to world. blog for us. Right. <laughs> I should send them. Really, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter has come to Chicago. Harry Potter: Magic at Play has made its worldwide debut at Chicago's Water Tower Place, a collaboration between Warner Brothers themed entertainment and Original X Productions. So it's. A three-floor experience that takes guests on an interactive adventure that follows Harry's journey from Privet Drive to Hogwarts. So they have, like, photo ops and stuff for you. You can take a picture with, like, the cart halfway through Platform 9 and 3 quarters. So cute. Um, uh, It says, from the moment guests arrive, they are immersed in Harry's story and are an active participant in their own journey through innovative play, experiential sets, games, and more. That's a big word. Yeah. It is actually. Um, okay, so you go to Durs- the Dursley's house, and there's like a bit, there's like mail piling up, and you can peek under the stairs at the bedroom. It's basically like a lot of photo ops um, with like pieces that are semi interactive. So it's like the Hogwarts Express is there for a photo op, and it also like billows steam, which is kind of cool. Um, and. They have like floating candles that twinkle with like different photo ops again. I feel like it's basically like you can go and experience certain aspects of the film with like some interaction. It's kind um, of like um, just different parts of like like the studio tour as well as like what, like recreations of sets. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. like some interaction. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I mean, it's definitely geared toward kids. Um, so it's like. It's supposed to be like a way to introduce young kids to the world and like get them excited about it, which seems kind of cool. That is cool. But I also kind of feel like it's a glorified photo opportunity (laughs) at the same time. So I'm not really, I just, I don't know. Like it sounds cool, but like, is it something to travel for? Mm, I would say no. Okay. All right. I'm going by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> <laughs> you have fun it's like like you know how at harry potter the exhibition they had like that little area in the quidditch yeah. quidditch yeah. area where you could like throw the blood jerk which i the throw rock do you even know quidditch what did you just I'm, say i said bludgers i meant quaffle <laughs> it's not a big you deal. sicken me <laughs> <laughs> um you could like throw the quaffles into the different hoops and stuff like they have that they've got like it's just that kind of stuff i don't know like it seems cool but eh. Nah. that's anyway great. that's Thank what you. i got oh Thanks also you can buy info. butterbeer there you know another place to buy butterbeer that let Wait, me tell you the butterbeer the, bottled, in the bottle sucks the bottled one <laughs> all the butterbeer sucks <gasps> okay <gasps> lies it's disgusting it's horrible <gasps> one butterbeer is so good no. look they're gonna kick us off already yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, sorry it's this episode's it. over yeah. oh my god <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's just that sweet. It's a hot take. It's just it sweet, sweet nonsense. It's not <laughs> some form of magical, al- slightly alcoholic, buttery beverage. It's just I mean, sweet. It's disgusting. Float, r- lemonade float nonsense. Yeah. Grim. Mm. This is the hill I'll die on. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the warm butter beer at Universal. I will say that. Um, I do not like just like the pop version. Like the. I don't like that one where it's just like the fizzy. Yeah, cream soda with foam. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. But yeah, agreed. I do like the hot butter beer, especially when you add a shot of espresso to it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it cuts the sweetness a little bit. Yeah. But I, See, I, I, I like to with do us that. There more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except you have to like take it away from the counter because, you know, the author is all, don't mess with my recipe. And I'm like, but this makes it taste better. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So if anybody goes to the Magic at Play thing, um, let me know if you like it. It seems cool, but I don't know if I will make it a point to want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Please report. Um, all right. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they may too. And that would be cool. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast. I said Swish weird. Okay. Yeah, I thought that sounded a little <laughs> off in my ears. I was like, <laughs> I can't even redo it. Um, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, which is where we do our live recordings. We also have trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. As always, we are accepting Potter stories to our email, and you can always send us any fun things, questions, or concerns, and our email is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thanks. Good job. Woo! It's time. <sighs> I feel <sighs> like I ran out of breath because I'm talking fast. I'm going to run out of breath. <laughs> it, it was the swish. <laughs> oh thank you i missed your recap I'm so sad well i just started speaking like a rude human it's fine they all, all right. heard it <laughs> fun fact we're coming to you from the future Ooh. so all i know about the last episode right now is that we wrapped up a three-parter on second sempra <laughs> with Lori kim and i think it's safe to say that it was freaking incredible I'm and amazing probably, it was totally amazing megan probably said she loves snape it's fine yeah, it probably happened we're probably <laughs> all converted we all just are snape stands now <laughs> oh probably not but like i said if anybody can, uh, if anybody can convince us it would be Lori kim because she's amazing she so amazing. we'll just see what happens we'll yes. see what happens if you ever want your whole viewpoint on snape to just be questioned just listen to Lori for about five minutes something that i really really love about Lori, and i try to take this like with my own view because i have a controversial favorite character but like she will call out uh snape's faults like she's not mm -hmm. in denial of mm -hmm. the things that he is that he clearly shows us so like i appreciate that because not everybody is wholly good yeah he i mean obviously we all know that he's questionable right i'm a little more than questionable but i like i always said and i know this is like i'm a recorder with this when i say that i like snape i just mean he was written well because he's extremely unlikable and he was meant to be that way every time just be like i like the way he's written yeah, I like the way I he's written. I like the way he's written. We do this constantly. We were just like, oh, we love Greyback so much. We obviously don't love Greyback. Yeah. That would be <laughs> weird. Right. It's, it's fun to love a villain. Yeah. It's fun to love a villain. Yeah. Like, it's I difference... love Darth Vader, but I do not <laughs> approve of killing younglings, okay? <laughs> it's the difference between liking a character and liking them as a person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, don't I just want really them like over for dinner. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> I just do really love how she thinks about Snape and she always comes up with these like reasonings as to why he does X, Y, or Z, where I will just kind of look at it and be like, Well, it's because he's a jerk. I but hate she'll be like, Well, no, actually, like this, this, and this. And I'm like, Oh. Oh, I guess yeah, you're I guess. right. <laughs> I feel like it also helps you like in real time life be like, oh, like check like people do the things that they do for reasons we're not giving yeah. excuses for things but there's like but there could be a reason. there's cake layers under there that you need to figure out there's always cake. a why he's a deep and sweaty character let's just say truly that. sweaty and greasy let's not, move on um, about that was oh i'm a little ill sorry Bye. about it um, okay, so summary of what we're talking about today. Harry and Ginny are official. They are not Dunzo yet. Not Dunzo. Like Ron and Lavender. <laughs> Dunzo. <laughs> Dean and Ginny. Dunzo. Um, yet, wait, no. They're not Dunzo yet. Sorry, I read my notes wrong. Hermione wants to chat princeling things, and Harry isn't having it. Um, I'm in the middle of reading Throne of Glass, which is why I typed princeling, and it just made me <laughs> laugh. So anyway. Um, we also learn about Eileen Prince. Guys, do you remember when I forgot who she was? I will never forget when you said, and who's there, or whatever you said. It was like literally our first year pod. It had to have it was been so dumb. It had to have been like one of the first few episodes. Yeah. And she was lady. like, and, and I was like, wow, I'm really making pointless. <laughs> just fake fun. That- yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes please listen to me talk about harry potter i don't remember who eileen prince is it's okay i was hardcore set for like five minutes that regulus black was killed by voldemort and that's absolutely not true <laughs> it's all right we all have our moments i mean um, he was but he wasn't it was you know <laughs> in theory it's neither here nor there <laughs> uh, we also get to see jim peaks again tells harry to run to dumbledore's rock to run to Dumbledore's office and on his way there he sees Trelawney trying to get into the room of requirement and Harry learns that she got in and heard whooping gleefully whooping this is where the poop hits the fan my friends it sure does the whoop, oh my poop. lord well, let's, poop. Let's, let's, let's talk about the poop okay so Harry and Ginny are officially official and everybody is interested. It's like Rampage News. Okay. And so he's actually like not too bothered by them being like the number one topic of gossip because that's Hogwarts. Everybody knows, right? He's just happy that they're talking about a relationship of his that is like good rather than like maybe setting a basilisk loose in school <laughs> being Slytherin's heir everybody hating him for being the other champion in the tournament so this is okay it's okay gossip this right is now. good gossip okay it's fine so I think this is cute because they they completely are like into this so they're really cozy in the common room and I think like that is such like a like high school thing like you're all like weird around each other for a really long time and then like you're like official boyfriend and girlfriend and then you're like i can totally touch your arm and everything's fine (laughs) (laughs) this is honestly one of my favorite little moments just the way it's described them sitting with harry on a chair and Mm Ginny just leaning against his knees whilst reading the newspaper and ron hermione on the other sofa because it's like this one glimpse 
like literally as you said like everything's about to go wrong at the end of this chapter we have half a chapter of something being nice and happy mm-hmm. yeah. and pure and it's the glimpse of what like could be if mm-hmm. the war didn't happen and what hopefully will be after the war what harry's fighting for but the four of them just get on so well and you can see like that's how they'll get on when they're adults and yeah harry gets so little time to be happy it's literally <laughs> half a chapter and then it's like everything is awful everything is terrible right yeah. and he yep. gets so very few of these glimpses into this normalcy of what his life could have been like had he not been the chosen one had there not been like a war and what and whatnot and i think that's part of the genius of the author's writing is that she gives us these glimpses that we eat up as readers and then they're all taken away. <laughs> it's a false sense of security. I mean, she gives here. she gives Lupin like two seconds to be purely happy in his life. Don't even get me started. After he's bitten. I mean, I feel like age birth to five, he's like cool as a cucumber. But then, you, you know. You to bring up Remus. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like to. truly, like how unfair is that? And when you think about it, it's like that's real time life, though. Like that's things aren't always fair, especially during wartime. Yeah. What uh, is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. Harry does think to himself that you'd think people would have better things to talk about. Like what? Because personally, I think this is incredible <laughs> gossip that mm-hmm. the chosen one is now dating his best friend's Friend little sister. sister. I'd have been talking about it. <laughs> oh, for like, sure. What yeah. could possibly be better to talk about? I would be all over this tea, all over this gossip. Mm-hmm. And like... also, like, oh, they, you think they'd have something better to talk about in wartime? Um, No, you'd think they mm-hmm. would cling on to anything that is joyful <laughs> and somewhat gossipy to talk yes. about. Like, absolutely, they're going to talk about this. Right, we're tired of talking about sketchy stuff in the prophet. Let's yeah. talk about teenage romance. <laughs> Let's talk about how Ron is dealing with the fact that his sister is dating his best friend. Because that is so complicated, <laughs> and how it's publicly so they got together as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. bad, bad, very bad. publicly. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Um, so here's a quote. Three Dementor attacks in a week, and all Ramilda Vane does is ask me if it's true you've got a hippogriff tattooed across your chest. Ron and Hermione both roared. (laughs) Where did this rumor start? I need to know. I don't know. Where also would he have gotten it? (laughs) You know Uh... what I mean? Hogsmeade? Yeah. Hogsmeade have a tattoo shop there. He's Harry Potter. I I feel like... I did wonder Mm. if, like, wizarding tattoos are a thing. You know how portraits can move? move? Can you get, like, a... You know, if he had, like, the dragon, could it, like, tail? It's like like Maui's tattoo. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it wouldn't have to be, like, in a spot where you can flex and make it move. It would just move on its own. Just go. (laughs) Be sick. I would love that. Um, Ron and Hermione both roared with laughter. Harry ignored them. What did you tell her? I told her it's a Hungarian horntail, said Ginny, turning the page of what of the newspaper idly. Much more macho. Thanks, said Harry, grinning. And what did you tell her Ron's got? A pygmy puff, but I didn't say where. <laughs> I'd get a pygmy puff tat. All right, so too. here's your lightning bolt round question. And it has to be immediate. Where's the where's the puff tattoo? Where's the pygmy puff tattoo? I think tramp stamp. Like I, yes. I know that's a horrible term for it. Lower but I really back. I think it's a lower back Got situation. It. I'm saying but- butt cheek. Oh, you <laughs> took mine. 
the yeah, left you, one. You're setting us up for failure because I can't say what I want to say, so I'm saying butt cheek. Okay, <laughs> you can have the right cheek. I'll do I'll the left. The right. You can have you the have right left, cheek. I'll have right. Okay. I'm gonna say that it could be like high up on his thigh. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> little thigh tat. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have okay. it be around the belly button. The belly button is the pygmy puff's mouth. No. That's horrible. Oh my God. It's so creepy. Why? <laughs> Wait, or it could be like in his armpit, and his armpit hair could be the no, pygmy puff's fur. You're worse. <laughs> no. Katie. Can we leave? Is it, too, is it too No, you, you can go. Leave? You can go. I give you chest. On his chest, like both nipples are the eyes. Oh, oh that's yeah. huge. Thank you. It's just huge. Thank you. That's a huge tat. Oh my that god. He's really like tattoo. more pygmy puff than Ron at this point. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I just want to remind you, Tiffany, you asked this question. I'm not open. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love this moment because it's sweet, innocent, kids having fun and savor it because everybody's about to go camping and everything's going to suck. I know. It, this moment hurts so much more knowing what's coming because they're just yeah. getting along as friends and having like a simple bit of fun. And I'm like, everything's about to be taken away yeah. from you. Mm, like the calm before the storm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, JK definitely did sprinkle this in here as like, ooh, lovely bit of friendly banter, them getting along. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me crush it. Yeah. (laughs) So Ron tries to be super tough and tells her to watch it because he thinks he can just go ahead and withdraw the permission (laughs) that he gave them to date. Of course, Jimmy scoffs at this. She's like, mm, "You don't give me permission to do any yeah. things." <laughs> yeah, because you know, Ron definitely owns his sister. That is how yeah. um, having younger siblings work. You just mm-hmm. kind of own right. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, oh but then Jenny's like, "Well, you like it better than when I was dating Dean or Michael." And Ron's like, "Yeah, I guess I do." <laughs> yes, <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly. Um. He's all like, I don't want to see you snogging in public, pretty much. And she's like, you filthy hypocrite. I love the word filthy here. It's perfect. What about you and Lavender thrashing around like a pair of eels all over the place? And all I can picture is Flotsam and Jetsam from The Little Mermaid. (laughs) So... This is, it's just a great quality few moments opening up this chapter. And then we're getting into this other thing because even with the short time that we know that they have for enjoying each other's company, it's even cut shorter because Ginny is studying for OWLs and they don't have a whole lot of time to be like hanging out. So Harry is alone in the common room and he's thinking about a moment where he spent with Ginny and Hermione plops it beside him and in between Ron as well, which I think is cute. And I love that dynamic because she's just in the middle of her two best buds. And I think that that's cute. And she's like, I want to talk about the half blood prince. And he goes, oh, not again. Will you please drop it? So we find out. Harry's kind of been battling with himself a little bit about this topic. He had not dared to return to the room of requirement to retrieve his book, and his performance in potions was suffering accordingly. Though Slughorn, who approved of Ginny, had... Oh, God, what's that word? I want to look that up. What the heck does that mean? Jocularly? Jokingly, I would assume. 
attributed this to Harry being lovesick. I love when I learn new words. Give it to a me. A happy way and liking to make jokes. Ah, I was right. <laughs> Context clues, kids. That helps you learn. <laughs> but Harry was sure that Snape had not yet given up hope of laying hands on the prince's book and was determined to leave it where it was while Snape remained on the lookout. He just uh, wants his own book back, Harry. If he'd gone to yeah, look it's... for that book, he could have stumbled upon Draco, though. Just saying. Uh, his one true, true thing he cares about right now. <laughs> All he cares about is Draco. Uh, mm. Even more than Ginny, probably. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Accurate. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells him she's not going to drop it until he finally listens to her. And she said, maybe it's a she. And we talked about this in the first part of Sectumsempra, how different it is to read the author after um, everything that has transpired. Yeah, but- I found this bit so uncomfortable to read post everything that transpired. Like, I had never thought about it before in any particular context. Same. I was like, oh, it's yeah. like just a little bicker about like, handwriting and a girl and boy viewing things differently and post everything i was like i'm really uncomfortable with this whole argument and like the i just think it's a bloke you can tell it's a bloke i'm like "Mm -hmm." i don't like that either and and yeah i know everybody we all know what's happened with the author at this point if you're in this far in the podcast you know exactly what's going on um but like when we still talk about these things even with um even like with m- like my daughter, okay? I'm not with her all the time. She goes to school. And I tell her all the time, like, girls toys, boys toys. That doesn't exist. Toys are toys. Um, if we want to talk about this, handwriting is handwriting. It doesn't have a gender. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And it's still, still growing up and being raised by me. There's outside forces that are telling our children differently. So I just implore you to... Check your own history and watch what you're saying to kids. Because even my kid will say, let's play a boy game. I'm like, that doesn't mean that doesn't exist. There's just games like or a girl game. There's just games. So it's it's so hard when you're like uh, trying to do such a wonderful job. But the outside influence, you can't help all those outside influences that are happening. And I recognize Mm -hmm. as, you know, just an adult within the world that it's going to take decades and decades and decades for us to finally like grow as a whole society out of it do I make mistakes still and say things yeah because it's ingrained in me and that's how I was brought up but actively work against it please okay so 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 I'm just saying like I mean it's we just have to check ourselves just continuously Mm -hmm. grow um Harry's like it's Prince a boy and she gets angry And her face heats up and she pulls out an old piece of newsprint and she slams it on the table. And she's like, look at it. (laughs) And Harry internally is like, okay, I've looked at it. That person is not pretty. Right? Right? Oh, sorry. We didn't mean that. Sorry, did it? Not the topic of conversation we were on, my man. Oh, Oh, good Lord, Harry Potter. (laughs) But that's, that's, I guess... I don't know. Harry, throughout <laughs> the books, Harry. does this. Harry will see someone he and does. be like, 
he judges. I can't, I can't tell the joke that we tell on our podcast, um, but he, he will look at anyone and like basically rate them out of 10. He's like, mm, no, mm, yeah, they're good why looking. Why does he do that? No. I wonder, I, I just... Because and he's it, a jock. It, but also, he always links. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You could argue that I too was a jock, but I wasn't rating people in my head. Maybe I was. I don't know. I don't remember high school, Tiffany. She may have been like, you're a six. You're a six. But the thing is, like, it, it always, nine times out of 10, links to their morality. If they're a good character, then they're attractive. Yes. If they're a bad mm-hmm. character, then they're unattractive. And it's mm-hmm. definitely the author's own awful opinions shining through. Yep. Uh, but it's really deeply uncomfortable when the moment a character is mentioned, you can immediately tell if they're going to be a good or a bad character based on how attractive Harry finds them. Yeah. Even even when Slughorn, Slughorn's weight is brought up a lot. And... Oh, yeah. Uh, he's kind of written as like this kind of jolly sort of um, gluttonous person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like is so like, what are we doing here? But He is one of our favorite characters to discuss because I think he is the absolute perfect embodiment of morally gray. Mm. But even his description lends itself to that. Like it's... A lot of the characters throughout Harry Potter are either good or bad. It takes until we're further through the books to get these true morally grey characters. But yeah, even his description lends itself to that where Harry's like, well, he's not like terrible looking, but you know, the connotations of his size are not something I agree with. And it's it's all mm-hmm. a bit icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, Mia in the chat said that she thinks the only exception to this rule is <gasps> Molly Weasley, which I agree which uh, was just molly like because she they they talk about molly's weight yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah but yeah. she is an inherently good character yeah and yeah. that is like maybe right. the the one exception and honestly but that's like if you think of um american culture small is better always <laughs> yeah. right and like i'm just I, these books are of their time and I have to recognize that just like anything we read from the past is going to have that mm. layered throughout. And we just have to just, like I mm. said, constantly push back and recognize these things in our everyday life. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's horrifying though, because at the end of the day, they're children's books. I like know, I know less right. so as we get further on, but you think that she would have had a consciousness at the time to be like, Hey, what kind of messages do I want to give to children? What am I subliminally like putting in here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you really think that she would have thought because it's a kind of thing that I think you don't really notice when you do a casual reading. And mm-hmm. it's definitely not something I ever notice until we start to do the deeper reading on the podcast. And then I'm like, wow. Yeah. Anytime yeah. a new character is introduced, attractive line. Like yeah. it, it's the Eileen Prince one was so wild to me because often we get a bit more in depth into characters because we get to hear what their voice is like and their mannerisms are like because Harry's mm-hmm. re- meeting them in, in real life. Because mm-hmm. Harry's looking at a photo of Eileen Prince, it is literally, Hermione puts the photo down. It was a picture of a girl. She was not attractive. I'm like, the blatantness of that being the first line is just... And it's the way all characters are described in Harry Potter and it's quite 
yeah shocking when you think about how you break down describing a character because like with writing in general and i think we've both been thinking a lot more about like how books are structured recently you have to describe a character you need to tell their physical attributes so the reader right. can mm. imagine them that is a really important part of writing a character but it's an opinion that's always given first before yes. their physical attributes yeah. Yeah, and the way, again, that it links to morality yeah. is, like, yeah, really uncomfortable. And it also makes you wonder, had Harry seen the picture and seen a attractive woman, would he have been more open to the idea of it being the prince? Mm, yeah. Right. I also yeah. wonder, just to play the devil's advocate a little bit here, I wonder if the author described Eileen Prince as unattractive because of Harry's hatred for Snape. Yes, so, he's not realizing that it's preconceptually she looks a bit like Snape. Because he mm -hmm. hates him. So mm. like automatically if I see somebody that looks similar, you're gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's really obvious when you read this, you're like, obviously Hermione is going to be correct. I know she's only partly correct, like, mm. but you don't read this and you're like, oh, yes, Hermione, who is canonically Pretty always much always correct. correct. <laughs> always is <laughs> yeah. like the, the knowledgeable mm -hmm. right one. You don't read this like, wow, this is going to be irrelevant information. <laughs> it's like, right. you're like, and, and, and it has got to the point where Harry is being stubborn for the mm. sake of being stubborn because he has no argument against Hermione apart from it's a bloke. I just I know it is. Feeling. Like, yeah. shut up. That's not a re... Yeah. And then he almost has the gall to be like, I know girls are intelligent, but I'm going to argue with you whilst having no... Nothing to back my point up, yeah. apart from I know it's a bloke. Like, yeah. And this is the thing, because Harry claims that it's not sexism because he's friends with Hermione, so he knows <laughs> that women are intelligent. But I think yep. that what men don't realise is that even though logically at the front of your brain you might be like, yes, I know intelligent women, that doesn't mean that you haven't been socialised and learn and that it's a thing that you need to unlearn they absolutely like you're taught to think about women in a certain way so i don't think that harry was actively being sexist in that oh uh you know women aren't intelligent i but i do believe that you know he, you can't deny that there is things that you have that to unlearn yeah. yeah yeah that gives me such big like well i have a friend who's gay vibes yes, yes it does you know that, what i mean it truly does like yeah. i know women are or intelligent because I know any you. other thing it, yeah a hundred percent other minority yeah oh, i'm not because i have a friend i literally yeah. kind of funny because like this is my part so i'm glad that we're talking about it <laughs> because i wrote all of these things down like it is kind of sexist and elitist of harry to think or say these things and i like the point that you brought up about how like yeah okay he does have hermione but that doesn't mean that he wasn't taught to think x y or z and i literally wrote the gay example too <laughs> so, did you really i didn't I even did. that yeah. oh my no, god no i did i was like it's it's literally the same thing as being like well i have a gay friend so i'm not homophobic Mm, it's like yeah. mm, that's not how that works no yeah actually um i'm really sorry we have to stop the conversation what's the cat's name i, I need to know oh, <laughs> oh this is teddy teddy <laughs> we were after away. teddy lupin yes <gasps> we were away this weekend so he is just like mom you're back so oh happy yeah. oh even though you. he's really sad we brought the dog home with us because uh, he was like his it tail so is just all around your face. Oh, He's missed you so much. Look at him. <laughs> Sorry, Teddy. derailing the conversation. No. Oh, please. I'll talk about this my cat at we any do. point in time. Um, I had another point and now I can't remember it. What was the last point made? 
homophobic having a gay friend. <laughs> Which oh, yeah, these are my two gay friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hannah's gay friend. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, I think as well what we have to consider is as much as, you know, we know and Harry knows Dursleys are bad. Yeah. He has still been raised by the Dursleys and I absolutely yes. believe that around the dinner table Vernon Dursley would probably say all kinds mm. of oh, sexist, bigoting, awful things. And yes, on one level, Harry might, you know, know that they're incorrect. That still leaves a mark. That still Definitely. leaves those prejudices on you mm-hmm. and that, that way of thinking. And it, it can be really deep and really subliminal, but... At the end of the day, he's been raised by some really horrible, horrible people yep. that definitely yep. have awful opinions. Yeah. And it takes a long time to unlearn things. Mm-hmm. We have multiple times throughout this podcast said, we are still learning and unlearning things yeah. and disagree with things mm-hmm. we've said totally. three years ago on this podcast because Absolutely. you are always learning and growing. So, of course, Harry is going to have things he hasn't yeah. unlearned yet because he's 16. Yeah, even the right. most feminist of women, like, you know, myself, I have internalised sexism that even, uh, you know... Uh, almost 28 I am still unlearning the internalized sexism so it's a bit rich of Harry as a man to be like oh no I'm not being sexist I'm not sexist because I know an intelligent woman when it's like no I'm sorry even women have to unlearn internalized sexism you can't yep. you're not above that Harry yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. totally a white man I love Schmidt so much. (laughs) So good. Schmidt's so great. Um, Okay, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in my part because we did talk about all this. So So Hermione (laughs) vows to find out more about Eileen Prince anyway um, because the profit that she had in her hand came from the library. So she's going to go back and search through those, especially looking at old potions awards, which actually is a really solid idea um, to see if she can learn more about Eileen. Why um, isn't Harry doing this? Why doesn't <laughs> Harry have a drop of curiosity in his stupid little pea brain? <laughs> it's he, doesn't, he doesn't want it to be a thing. It's I think. Her, he's, it's Hermione as well, like kind of taking on like, I guess like emotional and intellectual labor. Because Harry yeah. is sexist. I'm well, not I don't sure understand he like, how cares Harry so has... much. Yeah, I don't understand how he has no curiosity should, over though, who the prince the is. Like, it has to be done. Like, I feel like maybe it's because he doesn't want the answer because he's enjoying the mystery mm-hmm. of it. And mm-hmm. I know he doesn't have the book anymore, but like... I'm sure that it goes through his mind all the time to go back and get it. And like, he loves the mystery of just being like, this book is teaching me these things. And like this mysterious character is, and like, I like that I'm the one who's doing all of these things right now. And it makes me look really good. Yeah. And he doesn't want to know who's attributing yeah. to that. And I think she also, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Did Marty bring you food? <laughs> Are you crying? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh. such a good egg. Oh, oh. my god! Oh my god! I just saw Tiffany mouth. I love. You. Yeah, I saw Tiffany. <laughs> I love you. I was like, my heart. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Fozzie oh Bear's here. Gosh. What up, Foz? Hi, Fozzie. Oh my gosh! Hi. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at his little face. He's my own oh. man. Billy is locked in the living room. Where yeah. is my animal? 
<laughs> Close the door. That's where he is. That's he can't no wait to talk about Neil. That's no way to discuss Neil. <laughs> Oh I had gosh. a point. Okay. What was the last thing I said again? I can't remember. We, All the Potions Awards. Oh, um... Hermione taking on emotional labor oh, for men. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm so, like... I will forget my point. Oh, you're fine. Immediately. Oh, too. Yeah, I, I think... Oh, my God, it's gone. Okay. Yes, <laughs> listen. If we it's talk, okay. it'll like, come back. Interject. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> what is then, wrong with me? <laughs> and then We're going to call this episode Brain Fart. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it. Uh, Ron is very Ron in this moment as well, and which is kind of stupid if he's trying to like court quote court Hermione. Um, mm. But he looks at Harry and says that Hermione just can't handle him outperforming him in potions, which is unfair. And she also could just. I kind of think she just genuinely wants to know who this is. Like, why does yeah. there have to be this mean reason behind it? Yeah, I don't understand how the boys aren't curious. Like, I will read one thing about something and then I'm like down a Wikipedia hole oh, yeah. because yes. my curiosity will not let me rest. I don't Same. understand people who aren't like that. Yeah. But I think Harry, I think he deep down, he knows that the prince is going to be a bad egg and therefore he doesn't mm. want to oh, know. So maybe it's like purposefully, um, it's like guilt, you're in denial. Avoiding yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Avoiding oh, the guilt. I'm the queen like of that. doing stuff like that. If <laughs> I okay, here's a really weird example of that. <laughs> like, so my first car was kind of like a really garbagey little truck. Okay, I loved that truck, and it would make noises. And let me tell you, did I not turn the volume up on the radio so I could pretend that the noises weren't there? So like. <laughs> That kind of stuff. Oh like God. deep down, he inherently knows that something is wrong and he needs to like figure it out. But yeah. he just doesn't want to take the time to do it because yeah, life is I think, ignorance you know, is bliss. <laughs> yeah. And he, he knows not only because of the couple of like dark, weird spells, but also I think, <laughs> I think the fact that his first thought when he sees Eileen or whatever she's called the fact that it's about, oh, she's unattractive. To Harry, we know that's how he sees morality, that he has a link mm -hmm. in his brain. I don't believe that's intentionally there, but I think that kind of JK definitely on a level kind of knew that that's what she does. Her villains are unattractive. So I think when Harry yeah. sees that she's unattractive, he shuts down to the possibility that it's her because to him, he sees that as an indicator that she's bad. Mm. And therefore he's like, I don't want it to be her because that would confirm what I suspect and i'm denying myself that you know the prince is probably bad news yeah. yeah 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 totally i like that i mean i don't but i do yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> um so i pulled up eileen prince's wikia page um i know obviously eventually we are going to learn more about her but let's learn more about her right now so she as we know is not attractive is <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> is Eileen Snape. She was a British witch, wife to the muggle Tobias Snape, and is Severus Snape's mom. Um, she, let's see, we know that she was captain of the school gobstones team in her fifth year because that is in the article that Hermione has. Um, she lived in Spinner's End and. Let's see. 
where is this from oh god <laughs> what no okay i know yeah. so it's so funny do you guys ever like use the wikia for anything yeah sometimes? Oca- so- occasionally and i'm like where have you pulled this from and they're like and then you a pick up the source game. and it's like yeah a video game or yep. a page taken a picture of at the wizarding world of harry potter i'm like this is not in the books do not put it on the wiki <laughs> yeah uh this is actually from the prince's tale though so it says Okay, on huh? September 1st of 1971, Eileen accompanies Snape to Platform 9 and 3 quarters at King's Cross Station and sure. watches him leave on the Hogwarts Express. Sure. Um, Cute. Right. Katie. Yeah. It's- <laughs> it's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the etymology of her name, I always like reading these. So Eileen is Celtic, English, and Irish. It's from Celtic, English, and Irish roots. And has a long-standing history in each culture. In Irish, it's known as a variation of Helen. It became a more popular name in the 19th century. And it is rumored to have roots in Latin, American, French, and Greek cultures as well. However, such claims are not backed up with much more evidence. (laughs) Um, Other versions of Eileen are like A-I-L-E-E-N in in Scotland. Um, Isla, E-I-L-A, is like a Celtic variant of Eileen. E-I, yeah. And Eleanor also can be like a similarly similarly rooted name to Eileen in Irish. Um, so yeah. What about come on Eileen? <laughs> I always just think of Emma Watson in um yeah. being a wallflower, yeah. <laughs> Dancing to that song. Oh my gosh. Um so yeah. Is that why you love that song? No, I actually did love it before that because sure. I used to have... No, I have a reason. So Come On Eileen is one of my favourite songs. I request it like every party I go to. It's on all my playlists and like party playlists. I've requested it. Two weddings now. No, how I discovered it was I used to be a bit... You know when you would get obsessed with like an outfit as a teenager? Like you would be like, this looks cool. I look cool in this. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. a bit obsessed with wearing either a white or striped t-shirt, like mm. dungaree shorts with one shoulder off and a red bandana in my hair. <laughs> All my parents would do every time I came down the stairs is go, come on, Eileen. And I didn't get it for years. I finally listened to the song and watched the music video and was like, I see. And then I got angry at the song for years and was like, oh, that's so mean of them to take the mick out of me. Then I started to like it. Then it was User Perks Being in the Wallflower, which is one of my favorite films. And yeah, now it is one of my all-time favorite songs. Yeah, Nice. Speaking of Eileen's, let's give a quick shout out to Carrie Laura and Eileen, who are our friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Because I know you guys listen. Well, Thank girl. <laughs> um, okay. So Ron continues, and he also says that had it not been for the prince, he would be dead right now, which isn't wrong. Um, I, d- I mean, it's not it's not wrong, but also if Harry had listened in his first ever well, potions lesson, then he wouldn't be dead right now, so I yeah. don't know. <laughs> and that also could would have been attributed to... It's still the same person mm-hmm. telling him the That's same thing. true, actually. It's still the same, so... Um, so Ron says, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that spell you used on Malfoy was great. <laughs> Understatement <laughs> of the century, Ron. To right. slash him, it, was it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Uh, and then Harry quickly says, nor am I. <laughs> and then Ron goes, but he healed all right, didn't he? Back oh. on his feet in no time. <laughs> it's oh. really giving. Have you guys seen Promising Young Woman? Mm-mm. No. Okay, I should. No one's going to get the Watch reference. it. Incredible. 
I won't make the reference because it's spoilery, but uh, <laughs> okay. incredible film. Watch it. What okay. is it called? Promising, Promising Young, young, young Women. Okay. I'm texting it to myself. Nice. <laughs> Hannah, you um, need to watch it as well. I know, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> but after you finish Mist and Fury. <laughs> <laughs> You're only so allowed to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Harry says that that is actually just thanks to Snape, but it also partially happened thanks to Snape too, which is kind of <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, but it didn't. I mean, like Harry shouldn't have done it. It definitely is his fault, but like Snape's spell. Harry just so, like straight up is just bellows out the spell for enemies that he has no right? idea what it is. I mean, I'm I'm so, so stupid. You know I other spells. It last time. <laughs> he is such like, a childlike mentality. Yeah. Right. He didn't yeah. take I mean, enemies for meaning like Voldemort right. kind of enemy. He not didn't mean like to kill. Right. Yeah. He, he was probably like, oh, it's probably like a tickle charm. <laughs> I was just thinking that. It's gonna, it's gonna give I, him a nookie. I think we said um something like le- about like Levicorpus last time like just something just yeah, like right. funny because he actually Ugh. does do that to him just like randomly yeah he does it to Ron right mm-hmm. um okay so he has detention with Snape on Saturday and the next Saturday and the next Saturday <laughs> and Solid. he also says that Snape hints that if he doesn't finish what he's doing he will be continuing Saturday's next term which Hilarious that you think he's going to show up. Yeah. Um. Co- controversial <laughs> opinion. I don't think this is a big enough punishment. No, it's no. probably not. He like, didn't nearly yeah. kill another student. I think if he was anyone other than the chosen one, he would have been expelled. Would have gotten yes. expelled. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. We yeah. call this the Potter effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Was really bad. Yeah, he should have gotten in more trouble. You know, it's a detail that we wouldn't see, but if it doesn't exist, which knowing Hogwarts, it probably doesn't. But they absolutely should have lessons on. Hey, kids, don't do spells that you don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that should like, be common sense. That should be like a day one. You know, at yeah. Hogwarts, if you read a spell in a book and you don't know what it does, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, that should have been a lesson with Flitwick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the start of term feast when Dumbledore has to say, you know, weird other mm. stuff. He could have said that like, instead hey. of nitwit lover oddment. <laughs> but That's then it wouldn't what those be whimsical. <laughs> yeah. We must be whimsical. Dumbledore is right. like, should I, you know, do some safeguarding of these children or should I be whimsical? Oh, no, because one of the main <laughs> actual culprits in Ron getting poisoned and all the other students getting injured is the fact that Dumbledore keeps Draco Malfoy in the school <laughs> when he has got right. a murder plot that is hurting other pupils. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you're trying to protect draco from voldemort but he has nearly killed three students now so <laughs> it's fine yeah. it's fine Everything everything's fine, fine. Every- this school is running so well it's <laughs> oh, fine yeah. uh also harry clearly did not learn any lesson because all he cares about with these detentions is that they're cutting into his Ginny time mm-hmm. um, but his thoughts are interrupted here because jimmy peaks is in the house <laughs> yeah <laughs> Katie dated a Jimmy before me. A Jimmy. <laughs> this literally was like a couple episodes ago, of course. Yeah, but they don't know, so I they know, need to know. But like all of us, like these 
these Jimmy things come in waves at me, and I just live for the times when it goes dormant again. They you shared know? Skittles. We movies. never want to hashtag wow. never forget Jimmy. How young were you? I was like ten. Like Aww. it was. It doesn't even count. We didn't kiss. Count. We didn't kiss. <laughs> Katie T in the chat says, Katie just wants to forget her Jimmy era. I know. <laughs> Poor Catherine. I do. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline, and it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Um, but now I have to talk about Jimmy Peaks, and I think Tiffany specifically split this chapter apart so that I would have to talk about a Jimmy, just so that this could be brought up again. I don't do that, Katie. My butt. <laughs> Harsh words. Sick burn. <laughs> Super sick burn. Uh, okay, so Jimmy Peaks comes over, hands Harry a note. I think Jimmy brought him the last note from Dumbledore, too. Is Jimmy just Dumbledore's messenger? <laughs> He's like, can wacky. you imagine this happening in the hallway? Jimmy! <laughs> no, I like to think parchment. That, I like to think that Dumbledore's wandering around the castle, probably passes Harry like three times. Jeez, I gotta get Jimmy. Until he finds Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we spoke about on our podcast how weird it is that the notes, there must be other easier ways to get notes to Harry. Yeah. And yet, like Dumbledore an owl? is hooking. Where's Hedwig? <laughs> and 
I just love how much he must be terrifying random students by being oh like, my God. oh, hi, will you give this to Harry Potter? And they're like, oh, yeah. right. <laughs> I don't ever see you. Way to keep it a secret. Way to, you know, minimize the rumors about him being the chosen right? one. Yeah, literally. Dumbledore's just stoking the fire when you could, like, you're the most, pa- just do something else. He also could right. just give it to any one of Harry's teachers. Yep, that would work too. In a lesson. Well, what no. about like the interdepartmental memos they use at the ministry? That could just yeah. a little paper airplane straight to Harry. What about oh, the Patronus? Know, what about yeah. the house elves that work for Dumbledore mm-hmm. and can apparate around the castle in 0.5 seconds? Dobby Dumbledore would is... love to do yeah. that for right? Dumbledore. Right. I guess Dumbledore I... is just going for ultimate drama. Yeah. yeah. I just have this really great image in my head of him like multiply, multiple times seeing Jimmy Peaks and being like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, dude, I told you last time it's James. He's like, he's like, yo, James, take this note. <laughs> he's like, who are you again? He doesn't care. Wait, he is Jimmy. not present. So, yeah. My name's actually James. It's kind of related to Harry. You're it. <laughs> you're right? it. You're Tag, it. you're it. Jimmy yeah. Peaks, like James Potter, you're it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he just has no time for this. He's in like these rad like Elton John glasses. He's like, can you just take this for me? (laughs) Even though this note is super urgent and says, come at once. It's like, find a faster way to send this urgent note, please. Right? (laughs) Literally Patronus that you invented. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Dumbledore's actually been sat in his office for two days. Like Harry is taking his time, but it's actually Jimmy just can't find him. (laughs) <laughs> Jimmy's just imagine? forgotten he took the note and was like I'm not doing this again when Owl played some Quidditch and was like oh yeah. no I forgot it he found it like all like screwed up in the bottom of his bag like two days later and was like oh, no. yeah. Yeah. oh my god see I used that to put my gum in <laughs> uh, okay so Harry's like thanks Jimmy for the note and it's from Dumbledore quote he wants me to go to his office as quick as I can Again, this could have been done faster. Mm-hmm. So him and Ron stare at each other, and Ron's like, "Blimey, you don't reckon? You don't reckon like he hasn't found like you know one of those soul thingies you guys are talking about, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Harry's like, "I don't know. I better go see." Obviously, hurries off. Um, we still get a cute sort of little moment here. We're not quite into the drama because he encounters Peeves, and like any time Peeves is brought up, it's just written gold. He was, quote, throwing bits of chalk at Harry in a routine sort of way and cackling loudly as he dodged Harry's defensive jinx. I love how it's just like, that's just what he does. He just chucks chalk and it's routine. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but I am checking because I do not remember that in the slightest. And now I'm like, is it different? This is so disrespectful, Hannah. I'm sorry. No, it's not. I want to know if it's different. Well, maybe I just didn't. What chapter are we on? Wait, (laughs) Are we talking about Peeves throwing chalk? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, see you overheard. If they left out Peeves, that's not cool. Wow, I just did not read that bit. Wow. <laughs> Anna thinks she knows everything. I do. You can know everything. It's fine. She doesn't. I know nothing. <laughs> Um, so Harry's trying to use defensive jinxes, and then we've also seen uh, Remus uses magic against Peeves in third year. And I know he's a poltergeist, a poltergeist, and not a ghost. 
But I still think it's interesting that magic does work on him. Mm. And it makes me wonder, like, can magic work on ghosts other than petrification? Or, like, ghosts just, like, a completely separate thing? I don't know. I'm sorry, what was the question? You can use magic on poltergeists, but can you use it on ghosts other than petrification? Because we know mm. that Nick gets burned. I always think you can, think like use some use spells that don't require a physical form, like something that would require right. you to have a physical form won't work. But other yeah. spells, right. yeah. Would? I mean, yeah. like even when Nick did get petrified, that he had to use a fan to like blow him or something. Didn't right. They? So there is like some like you can't even just use petrificus to not petrific. Oh my god, Wingardium Leviosa. You right. can't even like you know float him around, but. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Not only that, but how did they get a fan to work? Don't they don't have elect? Do they have electricity? Did they actually use a fan, or is that something that we made up? No, they do. No, okay. they do actually use a fan, but maybe it's like a proper. He's doing this. It's like yeah. just a blanket. Say, like, yeah, they're, they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So by the time Harry gets rid of Peeves, uh, there's like 15 minutes left till curfew, so the halls are nice and quiet. Until he hears this very loud scream and a crash and someone who's like, how dare you? Oh my gosh. I just had Rocco's Modern Life vibes. How Why? dare you? Oh my God. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys have Rocco's Modern Life? No. Nope. Oh my gosh, uh, it's a cartoon. It's a good cartoon. Oh, oh my God. It's like a it. cow. A cow or somebody says that on that show? Yeah, I, I think don't so. Know. I oh think so. I wasn't always allowed to watch it. My mom well, was kind of weird about Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it, was because it was. It was very crude. It was about a little In the chat, wobby. some Lenny put a, a little gif of Rocco. It was yeah. on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Harry, full Gryffindor mode, sprints toward the scream, wand at the ready, and he sees Professor Trelawney on the floor. Harry is like, the- if there's drama... I'm inserting Sign myself into it. <laughs> it's time for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's on the floor. She's got her now almost all the time, like, sherry bottle reference. Mm-hmm. All Yikes. the bottles are lying around her. Um, Harry hurries to help her. She hiccups. Girl's drunk. Mm. We love alcoholism being used as like a comedic uh, right. plot yeah, point. It's also referenced in something she says at this point that she's like, I've been using the room for years to hide. I mean, I'm like, I know. How long has she been having a problem without yeah. any of the other teachers stepping in? Well, because she yeah. says something about like, you know, accusations or something. So it feels like yeah. they clearly have tried to hide have an intervention and she is then hiding, hiding the bottles the to like hide the evidence and it's like jk did you really think that this was like a funny whimsical plot point like it's sad yeah. what are we adding here yeah it's very sad i mean yeah. it, it adds to like the tragedy of her character mm. but i don't think it adds anything overall yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I would be fine with it as a plot point, but it's just kind of a bit like, oh, you know, funny, that old Trelawney is, you know, and it's just, it it's presented like it's like a comedic kind of like joke thing. Yeah. And it's, I didn't get a comedic push from that one. I got, I got like a pitiful kind of vibe mm. but mm. I don't know if it was, it was adult Tiffany reading it for the pity moment um, you know what i mean yeah. yeah maybe when i first read it as a kid i thought oh you're just you know 
in the sauce again. When but I was younger, I definitely thought of it as a joke. Adult yeah. me, I'm like, oh, yeah. So maybe yeah. I read it different. Yeah, I mean, adult yeah. me, obviously, Ow. I don't read it that way, but I feel like it's like meant that way because mm. it just, mm. I feel like her entire character is kind of, yeah, she does have like tragic elements to it, but for the most part, she's kind of used as a bit of like a comic relief kind of right. thing. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like this like very much like plays into that where it's just like her, like, you know, like, kooky clumsy eccentric kind of a bit of like a weird mess kind of thing and then it just feels like this is being like thrown in there yeah as mm. part of that whole situation and yeah. yeah i prefer the reading of it as you know part of her like tragic backstory and of course if you were in her position you would be feeling a whole load of things and be looking for ways to cope so it makes a lot of sense but uh yeah it's one of the many things that i wished it was just a bit like dived into in the text a bit more mm. yeah it brings like up what... a different point yeah. um d- were you gonna read her comment mm-hmm. yeah go okay. for it <laughs> mia says i just thought it was a plot reminder that you can hide things there it wasn't funny or pitying it just was which i think is an interesting un- like another take that somebody mm. else as a reader had that it's just yeah this is a room where you hide things she was trying to hide something and and there we are because it does it does remind us um, or gives us a clue as a reader for this that Harry was going about getting into the room all the wrong way. Um, right. Malfoy had closed yeah, all the loopholes in that sense. And this lets us know, hey, all you have to do is try to get into the room of hidden things to mm. see what he was up to. But isn't it that... The, uh, I, I think... I, I don't remember if I've misremembered it. Doesn't Draco think... The room of requirement is only the room of hidden things, and that's all that exists. He doesn't actually so. know it's a room of requirement. He just thinks it's the room of hidden things. That's why he's always asking for that, and that's where he keeps going. I don't yeah. maybe know. I got that wrong. I don't know because so I have a. Sometimes I have trouble understanding exactly what this room is. Oh, partly because it's fiction, but um, there's so many different names for it. And it takes on so many different roles that it's just, it's a little bit confusing. Yeah. I think I've always interpreted it, and maybe I'm misremembering because I purposely haven't done a close reading of this book until we're going through it, mm-hmm. that Draco doesn't realize the full potential of this room. He thinks it's just a room to hide things and that's all it can appear as, which is why Trelawney can get in when he's in there because they're after the same thing and Draco doesn't hide. do like the guarding against it that like yeah harry does in book five because harry knew he wanted it to be something specific oh so so what you're saying is the room that harry was trying to get into didn't actually exist oh no wait i've remembered that's not draco that thinks that okay i don't know what draco thinks it's voldemort who never realizes the full potential of the room that's what i'm getting confused with yes i've got it voldemort says yeah okay doesn't voldemort specifically think he was the, the only, only person one to knew discover it. it. Yes. Yeah, he yes. thinks it's a room where you hide things and he's the only one to ever which discover makes, it. Which no it, it should have been because a labyrinth. it's a room full of things. <laughs> yes, right. right. Yeah. And he's so like, I can't there. believe I'm the only one smart enough to find this. Who put this bucket there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> this dead animal in here. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. I God. do think, though, I don't know if Dumbledore... Or, oh, my God. I, Voldemort. I call every character Dumbledore sometimes or Voldemort. I mix them up all the time. Okay. On our meant, podcast, we if do you that mix so it up, you have to take a shot. Yeah. Nice. Oh, no. 
I don't have anything. <laughs> um, I don't think Draco does necessarily understand the full potential, though, because while he was there in Order of the Phoenix, I think it's a movieism that they actually get into the room. I think that they're it caught is. exiting mm. the room. Yeah. So that's right. Draco that's never true. actually sees the room. He just knows that it was there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe, it, I mean, Hogwarts is possible. huge. It, it could be right. a totally different room in his mind that Harry yeah, was looking in. headcanon, because he knows about the cabinet because what's-his-face got stuck in it. Yeah, because Montague got stuck yeah, in it. Yeah, so yeah. my headcanon is that he found out about the room because he might have been, like, involved or there when the cabinet was then, after he got freed, was then, like, hidden. Yes. So he mm-hmm. might have known... Well, he had to have known where it was hidden, so I like to think that he found out about the room at that point when they were like, oh we'll hide it in the room for like hiding things and maybe he helped carry it or something so he knows it's there but that's the only reason that he knows about the room he doesn't know what else it can do yeah because Mm -hmm. i always have assumed that it's because we know that filch can access the room and has been hiding things in there and it's filch who put the cabinet in there after montague got stuck dumbledore was like get rid of it and filch was like aha i have a room where i've been shoving things for years yeah right Vinny says that he could know because of Umbridge. The Inquisitorial Squad does know what Marietta said. Mm. That's also mm-hmm. a possibility. But but again, he, she could have... I mean, I don't know word for word, and I don't think anybody knows word for word what Marietta said. And he could still not know beyond that it exists. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He doesn't yeah. know where it is and that anyway. it's the same room. Right. It's just interesting. Also, why is Trelawney hiding bottles when wizards have the ability to make things disappear? Vanish, yeah. yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. because so. she's drunk. Well, I mean, yeah. it also could be that she's maybe she's not great at transfiguration. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But and like she even probably if doesn't want to just like throw them out because maybe she feels shame about it. Where mm. do they go? Even if <laughs> it's in there because <laughs> we need the reminder about hiding things, blah blah blah. She yeah. could be hiding anything Mm -hmm. also we have harry in this same book refilling bottles of alcohol Mm -hmm. (laughs) why did she have empty bottles you would think if she's struggling with problems with alcohol consumption she would be refilling them with magic ah but it's quite a hard spell because harry can't master it until he's on felix felicis and we don't know trelawney's magical abilities is it only Mm non-verbally that he can't do it oh maybe it's only non-verbally he can't do it good point remember mm. <laughs> have i ever read harry potter <laughs> who is harry potter but honestly yeah, but- though i think i think it's just used as more so of a reminder but if we do dive deep i feel like maybe she was chosen to be a teacher based off of the prediction that she made that she didn't know that she made so we don't know what her skills were like in any other form we don't know how yeah. she was at charms or potions or anything like that and honestly possibly she wasn't that talented yeah, I'm not trying to dog on her or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, we should dive don't deep. Know. Maybe. Yeah, she's also <laughs> clearly not getting the help she needs because a few lines later, Harry's like, "Please go and tell Dumbledore," and she's like, "The, the uh, Dumbledore has made it very clear he doesn't want to hear from me anymore." Like, which, mm-hmm. yeah, she's often spouting like nonsense, which he doesn't want to hear, but it also means she's not going to him when she does mm. need to be going to him. But also. She's not spouting nonsense. No, the card right, she right. is about to pull out, the lightning struck tower, is right. exactly what's going to happen tonight. Yes. She is making another real prediction. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. talking about how like bad things are on the horizon and about to happen. And 
and like not wrong and interestingly she says that like forense like you know uh not like disagrees but kind of brushes her off and it's like has she out predicted forense yeah <laughs> um, or is he just like oh i know i yeah. don't care we're in a war bad things are gonna happen but it's the specificity of the lightning struck tower as well that yeah. i'm like uh yeah. so it's like she's not spouting nonsense nope. <laughs> maybe dumbledore should listen i feel so bad for her like honestly I do. like i really do and and i you know uh just the last thing that i'll say about this whole like you know her being the one to like hide sherry bottles like like charlie said it could be anything that she hides why did you have to point out that it was sherry bottles Mm -hmm. and second while it is a plot a plot device i guess to remind harry that you can like this is just the room where things get hidden um it didn't have to be trelawney to remind him of this Mm -hmm. and while it was a plot device it also was comedic Mm. in that sense like yes you can still use it as just a plot device but that doesn't mean that you're not putting comedic relief on top of it Mm. and it's just kind of crappy yeah so something chelsea said way before she said i wonder if all the teachers knew about her drinking but nobody said anything because they just chalked it up to trelawney being trelawney and Mm. that's not okay well katie t said it's good okay Casey no, said it could undercut her seer thing. Um, if she's seen as this person who drinks, she you know, people mm-hmm. might not trust her and her mm. actual real predictions, which we know that's true because people think she's just a fraud. Yeah. I do like um, Mia Mia added to that and said that that's a pretty bold statement though to make about alcoholics in general. Like it seems rather unfair <sighs> to say, like, oh, they're suddenly just not trustworthy. Oh no, I totally agree. I'm just saying that people do make those yeah. bad assumptions. We also have to think about this, like, um, with anybody who has um, an addiction of any kind, like, these people are colleagues. They're not family mm-hmm. members. They're not anybody like that. We don't know what the relationships were like. We we know that McGonagall wasn't too fond of her as a person, so they're not hanging out being BFFs. But, like, right. to, like, approach someone that has that's an addiction big... and yeah. be like, hey, you need to change, that's that's not how that works. Like, um True. You're not going to listen to a colleague and it, that shouldn't be a colleague's responsibility mm-hmm. also. But like if it could have come from bigger... anybody, Dumbledore would have been the person. He's the mm-hmm. head of the school. You, This is your job. If it's affecting your job, which she didn't have seeing abilities during her job times, <laughs> um, like that would have probably needed to come from him. Also, people need to make that decision for themselves. Mm. You know I will say I mean? like. I, I do agree about, you know, it not being the place of the colleagues. I think this situation is slightly different in, like, two ways. One, they do, like, essentially live together. Um, it's a very weird set of circumstances. So it's, like, it And also, True. like, she's responsible for, like, children. Yep. So I'm yeah. kind of like, I feel like then. But, yeah, it absolutely should have been... Dumbledore shouldn't have been like, hey, can you visit me less? You're really annoying. He should, one, have been listening to her correct predictions. And two, should have been like, hey, I'm concerned. You can't be drunk around children that you're responsible for. Um, You know, let's get you some help. Are you saying, sorry, that Dumbledore is... Are you saying, sorry, that Dumbledore is bad at safeguarding children? Yes! No. (laughs) That is brand new information. Dumbledore? It was Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Oh, Dumbledore. Oh. 
this man doesn't care if any of the children live or die. He really doesn't. Nope. <laughs> it's wild. For the greater good. Yeah, yeah it's right. wild that good. he like turned down all these different positions to be a teacher and then seems to have zero interest in doing his job. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna keep a single child safe. <laughs> oh, man. Dumbledore is like hyper fixated on like just keeping Harry alive until he has to die. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Everything else is background. <laughs> all of the other students, he's like, all of the other hundreds or thousands or two can die at any time. This one has to wait to die. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. I'm only gonna focus on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dumbledore. Oh, Dumbledore. Uh, oh, Dumbledore. Where the heck was I? I don't uh, know. Uh, after the oh, show, conversation? Thing. Yeah. So Harry is like, what happened? But then in true Harry fashion, stops paying attention as Trelawney <laughs> starts answering because he notices where they are. They are right outside the room of requirement. So Harry, I think, interrupted her and was like, hold on, were you trying to get into the room of requirement? And she stops and is like, I didn't know students knew about that. Like Again, we've talked about this. Everyone thinks like they're the only person <laughs> that knows this room this. exists. Why are people like this? <laughs> I am a genius. Look at this wonderful room that only I found. The school's been of years. here for 40 million years and, and no one else knows about it. this room that I didn't put here. Yeah, but no one knows. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, how on earth did the first person discover it? I'm assuming the first person didn't discover it. Somebody made it and then it's been passed out because the fact that f people discover it by accident is <gasps> wild to me. How are you passing a bit of wall three times by accident? Yeah. Right? I have a new headcanon. Uh -oh. <laughs> Ooh, tell me. I feel like this would be a very Rowena Ravenclaw room to create. Totally. Mm. Slytherin yeah, made his old snake lair. Why not this? This seems yeah. very clever. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Especially 100%. considering like how you get into the Ravenclaw common room versus yes. how you get into the room yeah. requirement. Like, yeah. Pretty cool. PDT yeah. just it's said right before Tiffany dropped that that they mm. love the headcanon that Helga Hufflepuff created it. <gasps> Ooh, fight. Mm. <laughs> I do think it, it was a founder, whether yeah. it was oh, Ravenclaw yeah. or, and or Helga. If it's Ravenclaw, then it's very full circle that her diadem ends up in Yeah. Mm. Very like true. Like yeah. I like me. that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think Helga went downstairs and was like, kitchen, I got it. Don't the kitchen's touch hers. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Bree said maybe it was them together as a duo. Besties room. Yeah. <laughs> Gryffindor yeah. yeah. was just like, we're making secret rooms. No one told me. I have made one. He's like, I've got a sword. sword. <laughs> I've got a sword. I'm so cool. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Harry's like, well, not all the students do. But what happened? I heard you scream. And Trelawney, Trelawney's suddenly like kind of a little bit shifty and she's like, mm, I wanted to like deposit some personal stuff in here. Um, and Meg, I was going to ask you if you would help me read this part because you do a great Trelawney. <gasps> and it's like, it's like yes! a back and forth, back and forth. Oh, do it. Would you mind? Sure. Because otherwise it just sounds weird. Listen, you owe her voice. after all your Jimmy comments. <laughs> yeah. Really oh, real. I have to like remember how do I do her Trelawney. voice. Right? Okay. Like that. Okay, you ready? Yeah. This ends the this ends this part. 
kind of section of this ep- this episode. Okay. Right, said Harry. <laughs> I think right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> said Harry, glancing down at the sherry bottles. But you couldn't get in and hide them? He found this very odd. The room had opened for him, after all, when he had wanted to hide the Half-Blood Prince's book. Oh, I got in all right. (laughs) But there was somebody already in there. It's the British for me. It's the (laughs) British for me. I know you guys are asking me to do this in front of them. It was the, it was the, do you want me to to try and be all British too? Yes. 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 Embarrass yourself. I'm the only one that does it. We can say who did the better British. It's oh, going to be dude. awful, but okay. Oh, dude. Can't wait. <laughs> Somebody in... Who? Who was in there? <laughs> oh, I lost it. Okay. It's so bad. Why have you got the kind of cockney? No Do you think we sound like that? Yeah, I'm so <laughs> no, no, you sound cute. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing my own. It wouldn't be like this. It's because it's Trelawney. Okay? You, need to, oh, you need to be more okay. grand. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I had a voice. This has never happened before in all my years of hiding. Of using the room, I mean. A voice? <laughs> saying what? I don't that know that it was saying anything. It was whooping? Whooping? Gleefully. Was it male or female? <laughs> I would hazard a guess at male. And it sounded happy. You sounded like if you said Creek. Yes. <laughs> you sounded like the mum in that. Yes. <laughs> the baby. The baby. The baby. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Are we done with the quote? No. no. <laughs> Finish it up and then I have to say something. As though it was celebrating? <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> most <laughs> okay so distant rose says could we hear a goblet of wine do american accent oh, i knew that was gonna happen we have to go now no. <laughs> what, what no. would you like us to say oh Discord. gosh yeah like, give us, a, give us a really american sentence it's oh gonna have to have god. like oh yeah we can both any we can both <laughs> any do that girl. Oh my god, no, do you want to go to Starbucks? Cal- California is too oh, easy. Oh my god, let's go to Starbucks. Yeah, let's go to Starbucks and then we can go to the mall. Let's go shopping. I love going to the mall. <laughs> Hannah, you transformed. That was really good. That was really good. Like I literally had like a bodily reaction. Like this is not correct. <laughs> Uh, can you give me your best? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> what in British or American? American. That's very Midwestern. Uh, Just oh, gonna scooch by me. ya. Say, oh, oh excuse me. Oh, oh, oh. Scooch oh. by ya. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I don't think spot. I could do that. No, like, because yeah. all I'm thinking of doing it in is a cockney. Oh, yeah. excuse me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze past you there i feel like if i just do an accent I, i'm not good but i can do it a lot better at the moment someone says do an accent i'm like oh yeah excuse me in an american excuse me excuse me yeah there you <laughs> go that's good you're very that california good. that's all yeah. i can it's not even good that <laughs> oh my gosh okay that was a good time 
lightning <laughs> bolt round. Wait, they didn't rate. Wait, what? Hmm? I need to know hmm? who did a better accent. Oh. I know you're doing oh. Shalani. I think, let's just... I think it was Megan, I have to say. She yeah. does great. You did yeah, hit some great. really good words there. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, Katie, yours actually wasn't bad. No, it was I've actually heard, really good. Far worse. <laughs> yeah. We've heard a lot worse. I was also trying worse. to be like Harry too. Was, you know, yeah. that's strange. What's wild to me is when job. people do that, I'm like, is that what you think we sound like? <laughs> we know you don't sound like that. Yeah, we, know. <laughs> we know we sound bad. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Okay, Lightning bolt questions. Okay. Um, Vinny asks, which house... Okay, by the way, Lightning Bolt is basically like, I ask the question and then we all give our own answers to it. That's all this is. Sorry, I felt I should explain. Um, okay, Vinny asks, which house is the most gossipy? Mm. Mm. Gryffindor. Gryffindor or Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. For different reasons. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <laughs> Those are the two yeah. odds between two, but also, yeah, for different reasons. I feel like Gryffindors would just say it to your face. And be like, <laughs> but, like, Ravenclaws would be, like, I don't know. they not Not necessarily, like, behind your back, but they would be, like... It would be like backhanded talking, mm. <laughs> be like, so they could get all the information. My immediate reaction was Ravenclaw, but I can also actually see an argument for Slytherin. But I think mm. Slytherin, it would be tactical. It wouldn't mm -hmm. just be like, you know, like fickle, blah, blah, blah. It would be like with intention. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was thinking the same thing, but my gut reaction said Ravenclaw, which is why I went with it. But I was like, also... I don't need you. another negative connotation about my house, so I'm just going to give it to Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> what a slithering thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's super true. Um, all right. Mia asks, what magical tattoo would you get? Like a moving one? Like what we were talking about with yeah. moving ones? I'll get a phoenix. Well, you just got a Taylor Swift tattoo. I did just get a Taylor <gasps> Swift tattoo. What did you get? I got... I Oh my god, my sleeve's really tight. Give me a minute. You could just WhatsApp a photo. I will do that as well. <laughs> I wanted to show them. Oh no, like it's you the really mirror ball and the moon and the Saturn and then 13 stars. Cute. I'll, I'll send you a picture. It. Yeah, send it in the chat. So I'd get that, but with the stars moving and twinkling. Cute. Mm. Nice. I'm, I'm going to get like some sort of flower that just kind of I'm going like, to send it to you guys now. Get like, a lily. Get oh my god, like a lily that opens and closes like in number yeah. seven. Yeah, I might cool. have to copy that purely because like the one tattoo that I want right now is like some gorse bushes. So it'd be quite good to have them going from like winter just like spiky bushes yeah. to then like flowering oh my god bit. yeah you, they could like change that. seasonally that yeah. would be so cool that or i have really like i have my flying key tattoo be cool if like the wings could move mm -hmm. that would be so cool every now you hear like a rustling you're like is there a bird in here <laughs> oh now they make sound too yeah, i mean it's magic <laughs> anything can happen i would also obviously just have a pygmy puff just over one <laughs> yes <laughs> yes Absolutely. Oh okay let's see i would still get the one that i want already and have uh teddy and iggy and they would it would they would meow and meow. Okay. move their Curl little up. tail oh my god yeah, yeah if your cat back. tattoo could move its tail that would be so yeah. cute um let's see let's see oh while you're i'm sorry t asks why do we think Snape made Harry's punishment so lax? Because he knew he was at fault. 
yeah i think he didn't want to he didn't want to let anybody know that that was his spell yeah well at firstly like, harry can't be expelled because he's only safe at hogwarts so he can't be expelled yeah. and yeah then secondly snape couldn't delve in too much with dumbledore or any other teacher where harry did learn this super evil spell so yeah mm. um nope rope asks do you think hogwarts teachers ever had tas to help out <laughs> No. Heck no. no, they never got Heck any no. They've never had a day's hope in their life. <laughs> uh, Kendra asks, what might you have hidden in the room of requirement when you were in school? Um, when I was in hmm. school. I don't when know. When I was in school. Maybe what I'll, I maybe I'll like hide my lunch in there and be like, oh... I don't know where my lunch is. I got to go look for it. And then I just sit in there and eat alone inside. I was going to say, I probably would want to just like hide myself in there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to hide my hockey slash netball skirt in there so I could wear the tracksuit on there because even in the depths of winter, we had to wear a hockey skirt with bare legs, um, even though skirt? the boys could wear tracksuits. So I would hide Dumb. that and then be like, I don't have it and then get to wear the tracksuit. I would hide oh, people man. that I didn't like in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would make it so they couldn't get out. <laughs> nice. Nice. Katie, did you have anything? I can't think of something you would hide. Okay, you would hide all fine. your snacks so no one could find them in your locker. Accurate. Thank you. That is 100% <laughs> true. Okay, last one is from Jess. Who is your favorite Jimmy? <laughs> well i don't call him that but my son <laughs> my son is james <laughs> but he's only james but everybody else oh my god what it, what were they calling him you guys go on i'll think of it i've Jimbo? never i've never met a jimmy in real life i did have a crush on a boy called jimmy in high school so i have to say jimmy dean if you're out there his name was jimmy dean <laughs> yeah like the breakfast people like the breakfast sausage we don't have that here <laughs> um like yeah, frozen i'm food. now gonna facebook this man i'm like what does he look like now he's not like 13 i tried to oh yeah i, I have to find I my have, jimmy i have never in my life met a jimmy or a jim oh my god hmm. well you have to come I, over here and meet my son he's really okay cute then. <laughs> I've, met a lot of, I've met a lot of jameses but none of them have called themselves well, jim Jimmy's. right he's he is james until he says otherwise um uh. <laughs> they've been calling him um jamo so like the alcohol but since our last name is o'malley jame O'Malley. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> and i was like okay you boys can call him that he's gonna be james martin <laughs> <laughs> or I call him Jamesy boy. Um, and my sister likes to be funny. Long story short, I'm from the country, so we make fun of NASCAR because we're allowed. <laughs> and my dad's name is Robert, but they call him Bob. Mm-hmm. And so we have Bobby Bobby. We have <laughs> Shibby Bobby, which is a nickname for my nephew because we're out of our minds. And now James is Jimmy Bobby. Jimmy Bobby. Because we're Jimmy making Bobby. fun of each other. I and I the said, Duggars. That they, you can't they, do that to him. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. <laughs> and they, and it's not Jim Bob, it's Jimmy Bobby. <laughs> but we've, we've, we've been making, we've been teasing that they have like this um very country racing team for nascar so we were gonna get them like jerseys <laughs> oh my gosh i have really an incredible plot twist about jimmy dean that i fancied as a high schooler 
He's gay. Yay! Yay! Oh, oh me so and my cute. boy. Which one's Jimmy? That one. Oh, <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know of any good. I guess um, I'm gonna take from somebody in Discord. Chelsea said Jim from the office. I'm gonna go with yes. him. Yeah. I love said this the um, day that commercial. Six colors ahead of us, Jimmy. I'm gonna oh, go with uh Jimmy from Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh. That does have... not feel like a period name. Like no, it is. No, I'm trying to remember who it is. <laughs> He's one of the later footmen, and then they all call him James <gasps> because they're oh. like, that name is too informal. We have to call you James. Yes. Oh yeah. I remember that. I'm just um, picturing like, oh, what who? Jimmy! Hello! Jim! Jim! <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't fit. Jimmy? It doesn't. Not for Downton. No. I would say uh, my least favorite Jimmy would be James Potter, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Why? Right, oh, James. James. <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> All right, uh, Jess rounded out the questions, so it's time for a fan story. Fan yes. story time. Okay. Read it. This is from Anthony Kudo of April 2019. Oh my uh, gosh. This is what we call the before times. The yep. different times. Yep. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Anthony Kudo. Firstly, I just wanted to thank you girls for this podcast. I wish I had words to convey the impact you've had on my life. Mm. I work all by myself in my department, and this podcast definitely makes the days fly by. I came across it only a few weeks ago. Years. Years ago. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I'm already caught up. Edit. Almost caught up. I became a patron recently so I could have even more podcast content to devour. I'm sure I look a little crazy, constantly laughing out loud and sometimes even speaking out loud, joining the conversation before realizing you can't hear me. I get so into the conversations and I love every second of it. Okay, enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> I'm a very proud Slytherin. Makes sense. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> My Patronus is a tortoiseshell cat, which makes me very happy because that's the kind of cat I have as a pet. Oh, but... that's awesome. Mm -hmm. My I wand is pine. Shells. Sorry, I'm done. My wand is pine wood with a dragon heartstring core, 13 inches and supple flexibility. My Potter story starts off pretty similar to most people. I heard everyone talking about the books and would roll my eyes and think to myself, nothing could be possibly that good. <laughs> Wowee, I was wrong. My cousin literally dragged me to see the first movie and after watching it, we went to Barnes & Noble on the way home and I bought books two through four. Goblet of Fire was the last book out at the time. I fell in love with the series so fast and never wanted to put the books down. I brought them with me to summer camp and sat out of practically every activity so I could mm -hmm. read them. Everyone at the camp, including the counselors, referred to me as Harry Potter because of this. <laughs> I suppose my constantly untidy dark hair may have had something to do with it, though. Once I got to high school, my mother married someone who was quite possibly the most Dursley-ish man I had Aww. ever had the displeasure mm. of meeting. Mm. He basically forbade me from being happy. He took away my TV, my games, and even my books. The only reason he gave me... The only reason he gave me was, quote, because you enjoy those things. What? What Jeez. on earth? I relate to Harry in a lot of ways, mainly due to the time I spent living with that horrible man. When I discovered that he was taking my books away, I managed to hide two of my favorites under the sink in my bathroom. The cabinet's floor was loose, so I was able to put my books underneath it. Unfortunately, I was not able to grab any Harry Potter books before they were taken from me. My mother, unfortunately, was not on my side. She was much too concerned with her own happiness to worry about mine. She's always been selfish so much that her own family doesn't ever invite her around. I get the same treatment just because I'm her son. So even though my whole family is very much alive and well, I constantly feel like an orphan with no family to speak of. 
Fast forward to the end of high school during my first semester at college. I met a boy who was just as interested in Harry Potter, as well as lots of other nerdy things, as I was. Today, we are happily married and about to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Hmm. Well, that is good. I want to surprise him with a trip to the Wizarding World and Universal Studios, as neither of us have ever been before. I want to write. I want to write him a Hogwarts acceptance letter, and I'm going to give it to him just before we go. That's if you guys cute. have any tips or must-dos that I should know about, I'd really appreciate the help. Side note, I need to know if you guys have gone yet or yeah. if you still need Send us an update please. information. We also have um, a bunch of episodes about our trips, so you can go check those out. Oh, yeah. I hope that some of those were out before you went. Uh-huh. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Harry's story taught me that your family doesn't necessarily have to be blood related to you and you can live a happy and ex- successful life no matter how miserable your childhood is. I am so grateful to have the- had these books and movies growing up and I always love returning to Hogwarts. Before listening to podcasts, I listened to all the Harry Potter audiobooks straight through at work. I finished all seven with a- about 13. Where's my bell? <laughs> work days. I have the European versions, so the narrator <laughs> is Stephen Fry, not Jim Dale. However, he still says Canut, and if I'm being honest, I like Stephen Fry's character voices better. Sorry, (gasps) not sorry. What? (laughs) We win! (laughs) Vindication. (laughs) I hope this story isn't all over the place. I've never been the best writer. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this, and especially thank you for everything you do for this podcast. I will never let the muggles get me down, and I hope Hmm. you girls don't either. I attached images of my cat as well as me and my husband on our Disney honeymoon. Aww. I thought you'd all enjoy that. So they're oh my gosh, look stinking at them with cute. Uh, look at the kitty. So cute. So cute. Adorable. Your cat looks like Iggy. It does kind of look like Iggy. Twinsies. So it's I need a you to look angry me. at the picture too. <laughs> Those are some angry <laughs> eyebrows. That's just how cats look. I need to know what your cat's name is, and I need to know if you have gone to Universal. Yes. Yeah, please tell us. I hope you have I'm the trying, best time. Not me trying to like creepily figure out where this photo is in Disney World that you. Sent <laughs> I know us. you were going to be doing and that. You're going to be like, I'm "Where's that ceiling?" Pretty sure that it's Cape May Cafe at Beach Club. So let I me know if I'm right. Stand you. <laughs> I've never eaten there, but I think that's what the building looks like. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Hold on. Out of All mind. that was said was Disney Honeymoon. It could be Disney I land. don't think it's land. <laughs> she just is a No, Katie's looking. I'm fairly certain that that's Kate May. But that hoodie, what is that? No, Disney that's an old Epcot there? hoodie. Okay. Jeez Louise. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, I know where that is. <gasps> Is it? It's Hollywood and Vine at Hollywood Studios, uh, and they went to one of the um, Christmas mm, character mm-hmm, dinings. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. mm-hmm, boom! Mm-hmm. I know that I, I guarantee I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, thank you for your story, and yes. it's so true. Your tell- family doesn't need to be your blood. Yes, true. And tell me if I was right. Oh my Is god, Hollywood and Vine. Thanks. Put it on the Facebook right. group if you're there. Thank you. <laughs> Let me grab my little pen. It's it's a. It's just something I'm proud of that I can do, okay? I'm really proud of you. (laughs) I'm going to take a picture of the cement somewhere at Disney and she'll be like, she'll know. That's blah, 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 (laughs) blah. I know that rock. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice boulder. I'm going to start doing that to you and being like, Tiffany, where am I? I love you so much. It hurts. (laughs) I love you too. 
Um, this book or this joke comes from the Slytherin unofficial Harry Potter joke Woo! book. Stupefying shenanigans for Slytherin. Oh, very good. Okay. Why didn't Moaning Myrtle flush? <laughs> I don't know, Katie. Why? Because it wasn't her duty. Gross. The jokes in these books are so bad. I also it's want not to point good. out there's an entire chapter called Draco's Burn Ward, and they're hilarious. Well, like, tell us one of those. Well, that's impressive because Draco has never been cunning or hilarious in his entire well, like, life. They're not actually funny, but because it's Draco's Burn Ward, that's why it's funny. So, for example, what do you call that useless piece of piece of flesh surrounding a scar? Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, right. that's better than anyone he ever actually said in the book. Yeah, I'm so. pretty impressed with that one, to be honest. Jeez. Tell us another one. That's okay, good. hold on. There was another one in here that I pulled, and now I can't. That find is it. brutal. That is brutal. They are really brutal. Oh, there. Oh, I gotta find it because it was funny. Hold on. Give me one second. Do, 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 oh no! Do, where did you go? Do, 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 Thank you for that. You're running out of time. Mm. Potter is so dumb. His Patronus is an empty bucket. What the? <laughs> what? That doesn't <laughs> that make any sense. That wasn't even the one I was going to say. Oh, gosh. Okay. Save Anyways. some. There's not very many good ones in there. You got to save them. Honestly, Give me the Sochmeads. <laughs> if um after this chaos, you would still like to follow us on social media, you can. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus family. And Tiffany is on Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick truth ladies would you like to plug yourselves as well please you want me to go you can listen to goblet of wine anywhere that you listen to podcasts we are also rereading the harry potter books like you guys are we're actually not that far behind you we are a third of the way through half blood prince half the way through Mm -hmm. half blood prince um our podcast is um not safe for work not safe for children (laughs) many swears um so be warned with that if you're coming over from this podcast yeah um yeah do not play it out loud in in an office environment please (laughs) you can also find us on twitter instagram tiktok is that it I mean, whilst Twitter's still alive, yeah, follow us there. Yeah, and we are at always either Goblet of Wine Pod or Goblet of Wine Podcast. Yeah. Yay. Nice. I found the joke. Okay. Oh my gosh. Quick. Sorry. Again, this is Draco's Burn Ward. Okay. Did you hear the joke about Harry Potter? It stinks. (laughs) Oh no. That hurt me. (laughs) Deep down in my soul. Okay. On that go. note, we have we did get a bingo today. Our Yay. patrons play bingo while we talk, and it's always a fun time. So, congratulations to Amy Lou Mary Sue from Ravenclaw. You earned Ravenclaw some points. Great job. Of course, they're still in first. <laughs> Let's see where they're Jeez. at. <laughs> okay, so that means Ravenclaw is in first place still with 4,354 points. Hufflepuff is in second. With 3,324 points, Slytherin is in third with 2,802, and Gryffindor is in fourth with 2,402. Gryffindor creeping up on Slytherin. It's only because they cheated last recording. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Because Vinny decided to award 500 points instead yeah. of 50. That's so. because my husband on the internet doesn't want to be grounded anymore. So, Well, I grounded point. him and he's a Slytherin. So <laughs> mine's a real grounding because usually we're on the same page here, Vinny. You are the Slytherin prefect. <laughs> oh, no. Vinny had to pop that in there. I cannot with that gif. It's my face on a baby. It's it's your face on Renesme. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that. I cannot. Okay. uh, Oh, gosh. Well, this episode is for you, Goblet of Wine. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. It was so overdue. (laughs) yeah this is so much fun we loved going on and we just love you guys so much so much we love love you too and i'm totally um going to be recruiting you guys to come hop on over to court of swish and flick as well yes please i would like that when i finish the books and it's gonna have spoilers (laughs) in it (laughs) so yeah once again, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and chatting with us. And you did a very good job at keeping it PG. So yes. we Yay! appreciate it. <laughs> we knew you could do it. <laughs> All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. my voice. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks. hold on. You're getting all at me. You had a, you had a boyfriend. Well, you went on a date. I did not before. have a boyfriend. I went on a date. And it was terrible. Yeah, you went to Champs and you said you didn't eat any of your food. It was bye, just awkward bye, conversation. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I love these noodles. My mom tried to set me up with somebody oh. and it did not go well. Well, it was because a boy, I had just so. met Katie. <laughs> 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 Poor guy. <laughs> you had no he never stood a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we they didn't even dated. hold hands. <laughs> we didn't even hold hands. They shared so. candy at a movie. Yeah, that shared oh. candy. <laughs> Bye, Swishers.